Welcome to Real ROI, the podcast for Australian marketing and automation with your hosts, Miles Agnew and Philip Parises. Welcome everyone to Real ROI episode four with your host, Philip Parises and Miles Agnew. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, so once again, we always say we're always impressed that we're on another episode, Miles. We finally got together once again, and we're going to, I guess, bring people what they want. Um, we've started to get some requests on our website, which is great, um, and some people commenting on some of our podcasts uh, on our website, not yet on iTunes, but um, yeah, this will happen. It's all good. It will happen slowly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess the big uh, thing everyone's talking about, about now is mobility, mobile, and uh, all that sort of stuff. So let's kick it off, Phil. Let's talk about mobile ads. Yep, okay. Let's talk about mobile ads in Google for at the moment. So uh, many of you uh, know AdWords and how well AdWords works for a lot of people. I know a lot of people that uh, don't have AdWords accounts because uh, they've been banned because certain um, niches they're in. And uh, sometimes they've been banned for good reasons and sometimes uh, not really uh, good reasons, if that makes sense. I mean, Google doesn't like uh, get rich quick or promises of uh, you'll get healthy or or better skin as such and and different topics like that that sort of um, could could cause them to um, well the advertising could cause people to get promised something and buy something that they probably didn't need or probably doesn't work so just on that the mobile ads okay so the primary image ad sizes that uh, we're looking at, at the moment the aspects rate ratio is six to one and it's uh, 300 by uh, 50 is one of the most popular and actually one of the most effective at the moment. Uh, what I've been seeing in some of our clients and uh, it seems to be working well because of placement. That's the most important thing. But once again, search ads are actually more sort of, uh, more targeted, I guess, and more placed in, in a way that people are clicking more. They have highest uh, click-through rates, CTRs. And uh, from what I can see, are converting a lot better for our clients. Okay, so these ads, are they the word-based ads or are they graphical-type ads? Um, actually, the, the text-based ads are just word-based mm-hmm. and, um, and, and and they're really proving to be, uh, as I said, successful, high CTR rates. Um, at the same time, uh, normally text-based ads do have a better click-through rate because you can actually put a, a bigger message through, a more direct response message, if that makes sense, um, where text ads are a bit, sorry, image ads are a bit, more flashy and um, things are happening too fast for some people maybe and uh, people lose the message, especially on some uh, different websites. Yeah, definitely. What about um, inside apps? I've noticed, you know, if you get a free app, they have a lot of advertising. Is there a lot of conversions in that particular market? Uh, there is conversions, but unfortunately not the right conversions because most of the time when you, have, um, when you have people clicking on those sort of ads inside apps, it's normally because people are trying to close them down, right? So it's not because of actually good conversions and people are interested. And what you, what you actually see, uh, it's the same sort of result that uh, video, you know, the expanded videos that you see on certain websites. Mm-hmm. All the agencies are going to tell you, oh, this gets awesome click-through rates. Look at this. Look at all these people clicking through. I guarantee you 99% of the people are clicking that ad because they're trying to figure a way to close it down, not because they're interested in the in the subject or in the product that's being sold. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yep. And, 
Yeah, with, with mobile ads inside apps, I know a few companies at the moment, some of the actual bigger providers, um, I think it's uh, BBC, uh, BBC supplies app developers with a codec uh, and what they can do with the codec is insert it into um, their apps and BBC actually serves ads for them and shares the commission with them. Oh, nice. Yeah, so what happens is if you're thinking about, oh, how do I monetize my free app and I'm not going to make any money out of this, you can partner with uh, with BBC. Well, there's a few other different companies that are doing it right now, but I, I know because I just had a me- meeting re- recently with them that um, they do this, so they supply you with the SDK and they, they look over, they look after all the ads and, uh, of course, it's specific to your um, your app, so it's actually targeting information mm-hmm. and um, it's... Yeah, it's all there for you, so you don't have to think too much about the monitoring side. Yeah, I've, I've noticed uh, probably the biggest uh, thing in mobile that I've seen in a little while is some like my kids use uh, their mobiles or iPods to watch YouTube, and a lot of the people in or a lot of advertisers in YouTube now are doing video ads at the start, advertising a relating episode or whatever or a series. So if my kids are into uh, uh, Peppa Pig's my daughter's favourite um, TV show and they've got other shows that are very similar to that and they advertise directly into the um, you, uh, into the YouTube video right at the start. It's very cleverly done and I think a lot of the big uh, mainstream music uh, sites like Vivo who mm-hmm. have an account with YouTube are doing it as well. It's a really interesting space with the mobile and how they advertise. Yeah, I mean what, what we call those are pre-rolls. So they pre-roll because before the actual video and surprise how is your daughter miles yeah uh, she's six seven she's six she's turned seven yeah you know technically they're not allowed to target your daughter they get there's no targeting until um they turn 18 but what they're guessing is uh, basically depending on what so uh so basically they're, they're not allowed to target um, your daughter, obviously, because of age, there's no targeting between, um, I guess, uh, as soon as they start using the internet, there could be any age these days, and all the way to 18, you're, there's no actual target for that market. Um, and what they do, they just do behavioral targeting, targeting so they know what sort of shows people are watching, so they're targeting on shows instead of um, actual targeting people. That It's traditionally, if I wanted to sell a product and if an agency wanted to sell a project, product, or an insurance company wants to sell a product, they'll actually um, say, yep, we want people, life insurance, for example, between 35 to 70, 80 plus to sell this product. So they will get a profile of about how, how old these people are and you can target ads directly to these to these people on Google or different ad- advertising networks. But with kids, you're not allowed to actually do that. Oh, that's with, with a good reason because, you know, you can imagine the Maccas of the world advertising to kids, etc., and getting good positions because they have the cash. Yeah, definitely. And that's probably one of the biggest um, or one of the interesting things. I haven't seen a lot of McDonald's in the social media space, which is quite interesting. So a lot of the alcohol brands are in the, I suppose, because of my age bracket, obviously. But um, I'm seeing a lot of alcohol. Yep. And what you're drinking? Uh, Not necessarily. Yeah. So, I, I, do you get bourbon ads, for example, if you're a bourbon drinker? Do you get a beer ad where if I'm, you're a beer drinker? You I'm, know? I'm getting mainly beer, and I drink bourbon. I do drink the odd occasional beer. The uh, interesting one, though, is I think Sydney Morning Herald has uh, 
finally figured out that I'm not a woman and a pregnancy test no longer works. They're actually doing video ads for razors now, so that's awesome. Wow, so uh, the Fairfax um, DRX network is starting to perform. That's awesome. Yeah, they almost got me to buy one. I was thought, geez, that's an interesting razor. It's better than those pre- pregnancy tests that they keep trying to sell me. <laughs> I'm getting a complex. They're finally, they're finally targeting you properly, right? So they've got your profile. They've built a nice little uh, behavioral profile on Mars Agnew, and they know exactly what you were like. Yeah, so that's that's great. I, I guess the other big thing in the mobile is SMS. Everyone's talking about SMS and QR codes. I know I use QR codes a little bit. And you know I'm against them. Yes. Um, the, I guess the biggest industry I've seen use QR codes is real estate. Uh, you go up to a property sign, they usually have a QR code, and you can go to that uh, listing uh, via the mobile app or whether it be via their website that just is viewable via the mobile. But um, I use it for offers. Also, uh, you can use it for different marketing that you're not allowed to... Um, like, uh, uh, the big thing I would see this for would be for adult-type products mm-hmm. because you'd be able to have a message in a QR code and, it, you know, it's obviously not blatantly obvious to everyone, so it's not obvious to the human eye. But you could also use it for, you know, technology, and I've seen it with apps, you know, hit the QR code and we'll download our mobile app. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, which, which looks interesting. But on, on my side is, uh, unfortunately, I don't think the, the market in Australia, a lot of people aren't technologically savvy enough to even know what a QR code is. Yeah, they can use a smartphone. Yeah, they've probably seen these things around. And um, I, I get sometimes the feeling, of course, this is only my personal experience or more as a personal opinion, um, a, a lot of people are too shy to ask what it is. Um, if they don't know, and it's one of those things. If I don't, I don't, if I don't know something, I don't want to sound stupid, so I won't open my mouth and ask the question. So, um, I don't. Know, I just feel like a, a lot of people might be missing out on the QR experience, uh, especially since uh, Google has even dropped support for QR code in future future products or development. So that's pretty interesting too. They're, they're finding other technology. I think it's a near field technology that they're working on at the moment, which looks interesting. You did mention SMS, and I know uh, you've 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 made uh, some excellent suggestions for my e-commerce site for SMS to send SMSs when um, people have placed an order and thanking them and also when their order's on the way or if there's going to be delays. Uh, and we're actually in the process of adding that into our system right now. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. Uh, there's a, quite a few providers out there that can provide SMS. Now, the way it works is usually an API, which is a... Pro, um, application programming interface and you have an app such as Magento or your e-commerce cart and it plugs into the API of your SMS provider which basically means is you can flag instances in your e-commerce store to send SMS to the API to the person. Now, yep. So what does that mean for um, us normal folk that are not too technical? So basically what it means is that you can send SMSs, uh, whether it be marketing or based on something that happens in your store directly to your customers. Now, for my example, I'm using Global SMS, which is an, I think it's an Australian firm, but they've got a very good presence here in Australia. And I use them to SMS my customers when they first sign up or if I'm having technical problems with my servers and I can't send an email, I will send an SMS saying, look, 
our guys are looking at the servers uh, don't worry we'll have them online soon if you've got any problems call this number you'll hear an SMS from us uh, once it's completed that sort of thing you can it, it can be a great customer uh, notification tool and it can be a great uh, relationship building tool as well um, I, I have seen providers use overkill it um, a good example of this would be a lot of the telcos, you know, SMS and all their customers with new products and stuff. I highly, I wouldn't recommend doing that. I would more recommend saying, hey, we've got a surprise for you. Check out the client area or something like that. Something that brings them back and offers some sort of value, whether it be, hey, um, we've got this new game on our website or whatever. Why don't you come in and check it out? You can win some prizes or something like that rather than you know, pr promotion after promotion. Yeah, and, and we come back to the topic that we've mentioned when we were talking about social media in our last podcast about engagement. It's about engagement and not constantly trying to sell people. So sometimes it's um, it, it, it's refreshing to see an SMS that is not pushing you to an offer and a promo code and go buy something. Sometimes it's nice to actually say, hey, this is a little thank you card from our store. Thank you for being um, you know, a, a value customer to us. And um, and, and here's a little yeah. Send them to a send them to a page that says thanks, and maybe it gives them you know, five uh, five percent coupon they can print out. You know, you're not trying to sell them anything. Just give them something for free. Just be just for being on your list or being a client or uh, part of your services or somewhere on your list. Yeah, definitely. And and it's one of the biggest growth markets is um, mobile. I know a lot of developers are out there going, uh, converting everything to mobile, whether it be, you know, uh, Android, iPhone, Blackberry, iPad, and they're all all trying to get into this space because it's one of the biggest growth areas on the internet. It's foreseen in the next five to ten years there'll be more mobile devices than there are computers on the internet, and that's just unbelievable. But it sort of makes sense because if I look at my own family and we've got quite a few mobile phones or mobile devices here like uh, iPads, iPods, um, mobile phones and there is more of those than there are computers. So um, Exactly right and uh, just for an example on that, I use my mobile and my iPad probably more than I use the computer even though I probably sit down in front of my computer for about five, six hours during the day and a couple of hours at night um, but I'm always doing something else on the iPad or my phone etc all the time. Yeah, you're, you're mad with that phone. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, you got to give the people what they want, Miles. That's that's what I. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I, 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 Phil's one of those guys that's always got his mobile in his hand. I'm like, if I'm out in a foreign place, yes, I'll have it in my hand all the time. But if I'm at home, it's probably in the back room somewhere, turned to silent. <laughs> well, I'm opposite. I'm chatting to everyone watching TV on the iPad. I, my toes are probably typing out a, a message on Skype, and uh, of course, uh, I'm using my phone. <laughs> and not because and not I'm rude. Not because I'm rude. I'm just multi-talented. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, what else can we talk about mobiles while we talk? Well, what's the okay. quickest and the easiest way to get your site mobile? I know we promised to talk about that last podcast, so let's let's hit that on the head right now. Well, the, one of the things um, you can you can look for in in a site, I guess WordPress. Let's say a lot of people are using WordPress out there. I know some of my customers are using WordPress. So there's plugins that you can use for WordPress. Uh, there's WP Mobile uh, is one of them. So it's called I think it's um, called WP Touch. Actually, it might have been swapped over to mobile now. I'm not sure what the naming convention is. But if you look for the plugins, uh, WP 
mobile will actually switch the theme automatically uh, depending on what actual um, mobile device you're looking at for, or an iPad and it will actually switch it for you automatically. I think that plugin now costs about $9, I think, to buy, which is a pretty, uh, pretty cost-effective way to go mobile if you're on WordPress, uh, considering um, I have been seeing that mobile has been surpassing, um, surpassing all traffic so far to my website. Oh, very nice, because it's, obviously your site's about mobiles. Yeah, it's about mobiles, about mobile accessories, but then again, I've got some clients, and that is also, once again, I'm looking at the stats now, 55% mobile traffic compared to, it looks like, 38% desktop and some tablets in between the rest of the percentage missing. Nice. So, yeah, it's definitely a growth market. Exactly right. So, um, if, as as we said, WP Touch, um, WP Mobile for WordPress is one way. If you have that traditional site, HTML site, still, and you know what? So, I know if you have one of those uh, plain websites, not one of those plain websites. Some plain websites work for a lot of people too. I mean, I'm talking about your normal HTML websites. There is uh, services that can actually convert convert your website into. Uh, into mobile very easily. So you've got there's a services the services that can convert your website um, into a mobile site. I think that they're a monthly subscription, and all you need to do is add M to your C name. You'll know better than me, Miles, in that that sense. Add an M to the C name. Um, services like uh, Dada Mobile, I think it's called. Is that yes, the one? That's the yeah. one I use. It's Duda. It's uh, Duda. Mobile.com. And yeah, like you said, you just make a little, uh, like a subdomain called m.yourdomain.com and uh, you just, it's a CNAME record and your provider will be able to help you with this, but also there is instructions on the website and you basically, whenever the uh, site detects that it's uh, from a mobile device, it pushes it to this m.yourdomain.com and yeah, it renders it perfectly. Awesome. So it, it just basically pushes out. I'm actually using. I just remembered. I'm using it uh, from your suggestion for one of my client sites. Yes. Um, and it works very well. It looks very good. There's a few templates that you can choose that sort of look like your site, and you can obviously upload your logo and move things around or make things disappear. Yeah. So basically, you've probably um, seen iPhone um, mobile sites, and it makes a really great iPhone one. But it also gives you lots of templates for other devices as well. So basically, normal like the average site would have a logo up the top, and then you'd have your menu options, and they compress the menu options, and obviously it goes further on with that. Whereas your normal site may have you know a flash banner or something pretty and uh, a call to action and all that sort of stuff. It's not going to work in the mobile space, so you've got to really cut it down to just a few menu item things. Yeah, but one of the most important um, things on mobile, when people are looking on mobile, even though they're probably um, sometimes trawling for information, if you're a local service-based business and you're looking for someone to probably give you a call, um, say you're a plumber or um, an antenna repair guy or you know electrician and someone needs you, probably like an emergency or uh, Something urgent. Remember, when you're building your mobile site, no one, no, no matter what provider you're using or extension or plugin, remember to put your number um, right at the top. All they need to do is touch it on a mobile device, and it will call you automatically. Yeah, click to call. It's called. Click to call. Exactly right. So, and um, that that's one of the one, that's one of the most important thing we can suggest right now is make sure you go mobile sooner rather than later. 
Um, so, some of the themes around for WordPress I've been seeing are very responsive, what we call responsive themes. So what that means is they actually come with a WordPress theme and they actually, um, using CSS and HTML5, convert the site, the theme, into mobile or tablet-based um, viewing too, which is uh, very interesting. Yeah, nice. Uh, and a lot of the leading websites I'm looking at in mobile space uh, actually do have their numbers right at the top. And last podcast, I mentioned the two number one, one and two sites, or actually is it one and three now, uh, use uh, mobile uh, SMS, and that is Google. They use it for security. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you get into your Gmail and you can have it send you an SMS. And same with Facebook. But what they're looking at doing is uh, using it for marketing as well and also security. So it's a double... Uh, double usage of this sort of system so you can create apps that can do that sort of thing as well um, which is a good idea I know Twitter's using that very well and very effectively also yeah I, I never thought of Twitter I actually use a management tool to um, do Twitter so um, yeah you, you don't like the Twitter you, yeah. you push it through you push it through you let people that are very talkative like myself just discuss things on Twitter and complain about other companies yes on and, their, and their experience about them. Exactly right. And we'll go through that in the latest section of um, who I've got the shits with this week, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Oh, well, that almost wraps us up for an episode. I think we're doing rather well. Yeah, uh, um, we, we basically have, uh, uh, well, we don't basically have, we do have our website, realroy.pro. We'd love for you to visit and listen to our other pod- podcasts or leave us a message. You can leave a voice mes- message um, very easily on the website and we'd love to hear from you. If you have a site that you want us to actually uh, go through, discuss and um, see if different ways that we can help you um, and we'll, we'll love to feature you on a on a show. If you have an up-and-coming product even that you, you think that might suit our listeners or, or us, uh, please don't hesitate to contact us and um, we'll bring you onto the show and we can talk about what your product and how you can uh, help people's uh, return on investments, the most important thing. Yeah. So uh, what are we going to talk about next episode? The big next episode, episode five. Big episode five. I, I still can't believe we're doing episode four and we're going to be talking about episode five. Okay. Well, one of the most important things in all aspects of marketing is bringing people back in. I'm not talking about bringing people back in to owning your website, but bringing them back in and converting. So what I believe I'm going to be talking about, well, I'm not believing, I know what I'm going to be talking about, is conversions. Oh, awesome. Yep, inside the cart area, that's for sure. Okay, I'm going to talk about a business model. Uh, A lot of people are very curious about this business model. I've been asked quite a few questions. It's called freemium. It's where you offer offer a free service and then you have an upgrade that goes to like a premium service. MailChimp do it. We use MailChimp Mm -hmm. and you can obviously buy a uh, a version of that and you obviously get more functionality. But I want to talk about uh, Kim.com and Mega Upload and how it really snowballed the whole revolution of cloud storage and it became very mainstream about uh, something that was... offered freely and then turned around and generated uh, close to over billions of dollars in revenue. So something to look at with your own business is how can you offer something free and then have an upgraded service or product that costs? Yeah, I I mean, with the freemium, I I know that 
was and I'm going to discuss it more in detail in the next episode but I know that was one of the ways I was getting uh, most of my clients in for the hosting business is offering them something something free free web hosting um, with uh, obviously limited amount of resources and bring them in and making them enjoy the stay ma- making them a home out of their website and then um, agreeing to pay me more yeah definitely and it's definitely a way to grow your business without like if you don't have a massive amount of money but you've got the resources to run your, your business whether it be service orientated or a product orientated um it's a great way to grow really quickly without spending a lot of money on advertising because you might not have the experience in getting people to come to your website and you know converting them freeze um, definitely a way you can do that and it works really well for low cost stuff but if you're looking at higher end stuff and what I mean by higher end something more than a hundred dollars a month or a hundred plus then you need a different approach but definitely anything below a hundred freemium is a definite business model that you can use I mean one of the biggest that we, we will talk about is Google is that yeah. how that Oh, definitely. The Gmail, the G Drive, and all the apps projects um, definitely is. You come in on a free base model, and then when you start really using it, um, you need more resources. Exactly. So that's next week. So what did you learn this week, Miles? What, what did you see in the industry and you liked or something new, etc.? I guess, like I said earlier, I'm really impressed that Sydney Morning Herald have fixed their advertising. Uh, I think the biggest thing I've learnt in the, probably the last two weeks um, is I've been doing a lot of work with uh, PayPal IPN and there's been some massive, I know you've had some massive problems with PayPal. Mm-hmm. But Don't been... get me started. <laughs> give, me, give me the next five minutes. Uh, there's a lot of security uh, flaws with the IPN and I've been hardening uh, my um, application to uh, deal with those problems. But... Um, and that's really causing some angst in the market. Um, a lot of people on Twitter are starting to ask me about it uh, via direct messages because I published something about the IPN to a news reporter here in Australia about you know the security problems with the IPN. Uh, I actually brought this up with PayPal over a month ago and they still haven't fixed it. Uh, and it's still a major problem for me because obviously um, I've made changes to my IPN to accommodate this, but it's still not 100% perfect. So we'll see how we go. Awesome. Okay, so that's uh, with uh, PayPal and APN. Hmm. Yeah, so okay. what about you, Phil? Well, I know you've had an interesting week. Yeah, I've had a very uh, difficult week with a few providers and um, and uh, teleco. To be honest, I'm still waiting for this elusive iPhone five. I sure just went to Apple and bought it. Um, uh, Optus tried to, even though I shouldn't be mentioning any names, but um, we'll uh, Optus tried out. to deliver. Um, you know, I think I'll cut that one out. <laughs> Optus tried to deliver uh, my uh, phone to an address which was four years old. I think what they delivered to my iPhone three. Anyway, so it's an ongoing battle, and hopefully by next podcast, um, I'll, I'll be on my iPhone 5, but the biggest problem I have is with, guess what, PayPal. And what PayPal has uh, has uh, basically um, done is shut down my PayPal account for luxury cases. It was a premium account or con- or all the paperwork went through, or all the usual um, information that they needed. Um, apparently, one of the products I sell um, has a trademark in the product name. Okay. That's understandable. 
Um, I do have permission. I do buy from a registered distributor of the product. But PayPal was not happy that I'm using this trademark term, even though I have in my terms and conditions that any any trademarks on the site belong to the respectful owners. So they decided to lock up my site, um, lock, lock up my merchant account um, with a lot of money inside too because I actually use it to pay some of my suppliers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so basically, if you're looking to use PayPal as a small business and you can't afford any um, any lockups or different rules and all these terms and policies. Um, unfortunately, PayPal did not want to talk to me, did not care. The, de- uh, the decision was final and they'll send me my money, they said, maybe in 180 days if there's no refunds or any problems. Okay. So that was my that's my major problem. So as a small business and you're thinking about PayPal's days is where to go, um, I suggest you look elsewhere. Yeah, so... Why don't we offer a few alternatives? I know, uh, have you tried Paymate? Well, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, Paymate is what I'm using right now as I'm just finishing off the paperwork for our merchant account. Uh, I mean, we did want, we wanted to get up and running before Christmas, so PayPal was the quickest way, but we did we are going through the process of getting our merchant account and using eWay. Yeah, definitely, and, that, and that's where you really should be at the end of the day because when you start doing a massive bulk transactions, eWay is a lot a lot better and a lot cheaper. Uh, people don't realize this. When you're only doing like, you know, 20 or 30 transaction year, PayPal's really good. But when you start getting above that, eWay really brings it into its own. Exactly. So uh, I learned something new today. Um, yeah, it was today. One of my clients pushed me to a, a website called pins.com.au, which is a new API payment gateway that's between developers. So it's it's still in development, still in invitation mode. Um, so we're just trying to figure out how that works for now. It's more, I'm more interested to see how this startup rolls, to be honest, instead of actual a solution to any of my current problems. But um, yeah, that'll be interesting. That's pins.com.au. Um, Everyone, don't forget, you don't have to write all these um, all these URLs down. You can go to our website, realroi.pro, and um, and get all the information you need with the links. And we'll we'll have transcripts soon if the transcriber can understand what I'm saying half the time. But yeah, it should be fine. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for episode five of Real ROI. If you've got any questions or comments, please check out our website, realroi.pro. So thank you for, um, uh, I think it's podcast number four, isn't it? It's number four, and next episode's number five. And next episode number five. So you guys, where we're trying to figure out our numbers, you guys listen to our other podcasts and let us know what you think. And please don't hesitate to contact us. Thank you very much. Thank you. For listening to Real ROI. For more information and transcripts of the show, visit the podcast website at www.realroi.pro.